the boy's brow furrowed, and he pointed. But what about this grandfather? he asked, running a finger along the ragged magenta line. This says we are in a restricted area. Why restricted? Can we get into trouble? It's the naval base at Karlskruna, the old man replied, pointing off into the fog. They don't want the Russian trawlers sneaking in here and taking pictures of them. He jabbed his thumb into his own chest. But I'm not Russian, and neither are you, eh? He winked at the boy. And the Navy won't miss the fish. The boy laughed. If you say so, it's all right with me. The fish know it's restricted too, you see. They think nobody will catch them here. But on foggy mornings like this, you and I can pop in early, trawl for a couple of hours, and be away before the mist burns off. Don't they have radar? The fog doesn't affect that, does it? Sure, sure, they have radar, but I've taken down our reflector, and a wooden boat like ours doesn't show up so well, I think. At least, they've never caught me. I think if they see us on the radar when it's foggy, they don't pay much attention, because the Russian boats would only come when it's fine, so they can take their pictures. And even if they do catch me, they'll just say, Go and fish someplace else, old fellow. It's not a big thing. Oscarson wasn't worried about getting caught. He knew these waters better than any navigator in the Swedish Navy. He had been born on the island of Utlangen, not far away, and he had fished here under sail in the old days. He could dart among the islands and away from a patrol boat. He would maintain a proprietary interest in these waters— no matter how many sailor boys the Swedish Navy sent here in their fast boats. They motored along slowly for a quarter of an hour, towing the trawl and chatting companionably. Then there was a loud creaking noise, and the boat suddenly stopped short, throwing them both against the bulkhead. Oscarson quickly cut the throttle and put the engine out of gear. "'What's happening, Grandfather?' the boy asked. The old man did not reply immediately, but put the engine into gear again, and eased the throttle forward. They moved for a few seconds, then the trawl cable went bar tight, and the boat stopped again. We're hooked onto some obstruction, Oscarson finally replied. He consulted the chart. There's no wreck charted anywhere near here. I hope the sailor boys haven't sunk something for target practice and left it here. Get the trip cable onto the auxiliary wench, and let's see if we can free the trawl that way. Ebba went aft and wound the light cable onto the auxiliary power winch. Oscarson put the engine into gear again and gave the boat some throttle. Now, he called out, now give it some winch. The boy threw the switch and tailed the cable as it began to wind onto the winch. It was tripping, Oscarson thought. It's going to trip and we'll be free. Then the trip cable went bar tight too, and the boat stopped again. Off! Cut the power! he shouted. The boy threw the switch, and the winch stopped. Cleat it there! I'm going to try something else. Oscarson put the engine into gear and the helm hard to port. We'll make a circle and reverse the trawl, he called to the boy. That way it should come off whatever it snagged on. He hoped so. To replace it would cost thousands of kroner, and even though his insurance would pay most of it, 
It wouldn't pay for the time lost while the steel sock was being made. You didn't buy a trawl off the shelf. He swung the boat wide to prevent motoring over the cable, then edged to port, in toward the obstruction, to get some slack. He held his course for a moment, then the boat started to swing to starboard. This baffled Oscarson for a moment, since he now had the helm hard to port. Then he realized that, although the boat's bow had swung to starboard, it was not traveling in that direction. The boat, astonishingly, was running sideways. Whatever he was hooked onto was moving. Oscarson let go the helm and started aft, but the wheel spun sharply to starboard, and the resulting lurch of the boat threw him heavily to the deck. He struggled to his feet, holding a bruised shoulder, and shouted to the boy, Quick, we've got to let go the trawl.